You're listening to the Quince podcast. Assured of another five years in office, French President Emmanuel Macron made history on 25th April by beating his far-right rival Marine Le Pen. This was the second straight fight between the two politicians and Le Pen's third shot at the presidency. But there's something deeply unsettling about these results, which is how close Le Pen, a long-time standard bearer for the French far-right, got in terms of vote share with Macron. Le Pen scored better than she ever has, winning about 41% of the vote. The last time that she ran in 2017, she earned about 34%. What is also striking about these results is the abstention rate of the selection, which at 28% is a slight increase from its level in 2017, but also the highest for a final round vote since 1969. So the nature of these results beg the big question to be asked. If these voting trends continue, is France walking on a dangerous path towards electing a far-right president in the next election? To break down the election results and their significance, we speak to senior journalist and columnist Namrata Sarkar. You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Imad. Before we dive into the significance of the French election, it's important to understand how the French conduct elections because it is different from how it works in other countries like India or the US. Now, to elect a new president, French voters head to the polls twice. In the first vote, the candidates, which in this election were twelve, run against each other. They qualify for the race by securing endorsements from above 500 mayors and/or local councillors from across the country. If none of the candidates win more than 50% of the vote, the top two candidates head to a runoff. What was interesting in the 2022 elections first round is that it seemed like there was a three-pole race and not the traditional two. Emmanuel Macron won 27.8%, Marie Le Pen 23.2%, and Jean-Luc Mélenchon won 22% of the vote. The final battle was eventually fought between Macron and Le Pen, with the former winning the runoff with about 58% of the vote share. Now, Macron being re-elected is a big deal, given that it is the first time a sitting French president has won an election in 20 years. However, the results, according to many political analysts, are more a reflection of voter rejection for Le Pen than voter enthusiasm for Macron. Nabanita Sarkar, senior journalist based in London, weighs in on Macron's first five years as president and how he has not been able to shake off the perception of being a quote-unquote elitist and quote-unquote out of touch with the ground reality. You see what has happened with Macron when he came in uh, 2017. He came with this whole view of radicalizing French politics, but that wasn't what was happening. He being a uh, from the financial world his closeness to all the uh, you know the top elite of france has caused a lot of problem because you know french citizens are very vocal about their choices and if you notice and it's not been an easy ride there's been widespread uh, protests all around the country for the last 5 years and it's been led by huge groups of people who have felt that he doesn't represent their interests i mean you can call it his dynamic or sometimes a domineering style which is actually seen by the voter as being arrogant and that has further aggravated those who opposed him including the uh, you know at times the rioters uh, gilets jaunes which is the yellow vest protest and uh, in the last 5 years every time i've gone to paris i've i've, I've noticed the the rise in the number of protests and this election i think is a chance for macron to course correct 
And I think he now recognizes the anger people have against him. And he knows that the vote was more against uh, Marine Le Pen than him, than for him. He acknowledged that, uh, you know, when he said in his acceptance uh, speech, which was rather somber, and he came up alone and spoke, he said, I know that a number of French people have voted uh, for me, uh, not to support my ideas, but to stop the ideas of the far right. And he called on his supporters to be kind and respectful to the others because he no noted this, that the country was riven, and I quote, with, by so much doubt, so much division, and said, I'm not a candidate of one camp anymore, but the president of all, all of us. And during the fi final two weeks of the campaigning, you have to see Macron tried very hard to shake of what he, of course, feels it's uh, unjustly a persistent tag of being an aloof uh, president of the rich kind of a person. So he promised to kind of dedicate the next five years to restore France to full employment. And uh, he argued that his policies uh, like loosening the French labor laws had already succeeded and that he definitely wanted to put uh, the country's uh, decades of mass employment, unemployment to rest. And he also promised his uh, own swift package of laws to address the cost of living crisis, which I think has plagued the entire uh, Europe and UK. And he tempered his uh, frame for kind of raising the retirement age also. And But again, in the final days, he focused uh, less on his own manifesto and actually uh, went about uh, talking more on stopping what he called in quotes, unthinkable, that's the far right anti-immigration Le Pen taking uh, charge of France, uh, which is obviously the second biggest economy and nuclear power in the Eurozone. Now, troubles for Macron do not end with the results of the presidential elections. The French also hold separate elections for the parliament, which is due later this year in June. And judging from the vote Le Pen garnered this election, it won't be an easy fight. In her concession speech, which did not include the traditional congratulations to the winner, she said that the 41% share of the vote represented a quote-unquote victory in itself and that she would continue the political fight against Macron. She said, and I quote that, quote-unquote, I will continue my commitment to France and the French. It's not over. According to the Madhita Sarkar, Macron or centrist may have to possibly ally with the right-wing parties to have a chance of winning the parliamentary elections. Yes, this is uh, going to be a huge battle right after winning the uh, presidency. Because don't forget in this election, uh, the number of uh, the 7.7 million first round voters for the uh, radical left, uh, Jean Lec, he, who actually narrowly missed uh, the uh, reaching the final. He said that uh, they felt, people felt uh, torn over abstaining or voting to keep out Le Pen. Like we were talking, it was more about keeping out Le Pen. And Macron had uh, leaned to the left in the final days, if you notice, to try and court, uh, uh, court uh, Jean-Luc, uh, his voters, and promising to speed up measures against climate breakdown, which was very important for the left, and expand the environmental policy. So his first task is also going to be to appoint a prime minister who he said he would uh, uh, do would be specifically devoted to addressing the climate crisis. Okay, till now that wasn't the case, and the focus will now actually be on the June elections, where I think Macro will uh, seek a majority for his uh, centrist grouping, but possibly he'll need to expand alliances with the right. 
uh, he had promised uh, in quotes a big new political movement and uh, so that could go as far as maybe rebranding his party i don't know uh, both uh, le pen and uh, jean luc are actually looking how to increase uh, the the number of people they from their parties to be put into the assembly so without a majority uh, french presidents any french presidents room to maneuver is going to be significantly uh, reduced and uh, if if the first round voting pattern does not repeat itself in the parliamentary poll macron will need outside support so uh, some, I mean, will doubtless uh, be like coming from the moderate uh, wing of the Republicans. But the point is, if Macron doesn't win this June elections uh, properly, the country, France, would be in a, you know, in a state of paralysis. So the game is not quite over as yet. But let's get back to Marie Le Pen because she is the main reason you should be invested in the coming elections. Now, the Le Pen name carries a lot of baggage. Her father, Jean-Marie Le Pen, founded the National Front, a far-right party which is known for its controversial stands on immigration, skepticism of the European Union and position on Islam in France. And Marie Le Pen, who overtook the party from her father in 2011, has been attempting to rebrand the party and soften her image. But by and large, her stance on most issues has not changed. For example, she has stopped talking about abandoning the euro or exiting the European Union. But she has still insisted on ending the European Union law, which requires all EU citizens to be treated equally. Or even her stance on immigration or Islam, which has not changed, where she still wants to make it illegal for women to wear headscarves in public in France. But the softening of rhetoric has shown results for Le Pen, given that she only stood 4.6 percentage points behind Macron in the first round. Nambanita Sarkar adds that much of Le Pen's votes come from the young voters and socially secure blue-collar workers, signaling a big shift in the vote banks for the far-right party. Marine Le Pen, you know, when uh, when she conceded uh, defeat, she still said that it is our victory because uh, she kind of uh, said that the, the the national rally, that's her party, represented uh, you know new heights because of the vote share increase. But uh, again, uh, her far-right rival, Eric Zemmour, he pointed out that she's ultimately failed because she has failed. In the, this is the third time and she's failed. And he said that just like her father who preceded her, uh, in quotes, he said, it's the eighth time the Le Pen name has been hit by defeat. So Marine uh, Le Pen, uh, I mean, she took over the party founded by her father, uh, Jean-Marie Le Pen, in 2011 and uh, in a bid to make it electable. She won more than 13 million votes on Sunday on a platform of tax cuts, which she moved away from in the last weeks. That's why her vote share increased because she moved away from immigration and her anti-Europe integration stance. So she went on a platform of tax cuts to tackle uh, the high cost of living, a ban on wearing the Muslim headscarf became very quiet at the end. She did not uh, go too much into it. So she was talking more of the inflation and and, uh, those kind of uh, common person's problems. But uh, as as I said earlier that uh, Mr. Macron has has, uh, accepted that, and he said uh, in so many words that an answer must be found to the anger and disagreements that led many of our compatriots to vote for the extreme right it will be my responsibility uh, and of those that are around me. 
he said all that and that is fine i hope he takes this seriously because if you look at the polls for the second round and much of uh, le pen's uh, support comes uh, not from that uh, group of nostalgic uh, pensioners who still think of the 50s but the younger voters especially young women i mean typically in the age group of 18 to 34 year old uh, they work in skilled semi skilled or unskilled jobs uh, in the new working class like in in sales and services where they found themselves on the wrong side of globalization automation immigration and a new cost of uh, living crisis so this is not just the only shift even ever since the 90s le pen's uh, dynasty has been most popular amongst uh, blue collar male workers and recently it has appealed far more to socially secure workers on the lower middle incomes who were uh, squeezed between liberal professionals and unemployed much like you know what happened in the uk the skilled and semi skilled workers who abandoned the labor party and went for boris johnson for the conservatives but le pen's uh, future is a bit of a question mark i mean she might find it uh, find uh, great difficulty nonetheless in surviving the next 5 years and uh, as as the main leader of the french far right because she and her party uh, will be faced with a renewed challenge from eric zimmer and her own niece marion uh, marichel so there's going to be uh, that that is also to watch out for and don't forget her three defeats are going to sting her now however close she may have been yeah i i i can't i can see her i mean i can see different faces now coming up on the right what the french left does is another matter to be seen now other than a shift in vote banks what is also worrisome is the number of people who have refused to vote in the selection more than 12% of voters cast a blank or invalid ballot compared to 2.2% for the first round the abstention rate was also significantly higher in the final vote standing at 28% a few points up than that of the 2017 election round which stood at 25.4% and this means that macron won the election with the support of only 38% of the total registered voters a sharp decrease compared to the 43.6% in 2017 and these statistics bring up the big question is france walking on a dangerous path towards electing a far right president in the next elections numbering the sarkar raisin see there is undoubtedly these results make one thing clear that the french society is very divided right now I mean uh, more than 1 in 3 voters did not vote for either candidate which is very surprising for a politically aware country like France and the turnout was just under 72% which is the lowest in a presidential runoff since uh, 1969 and more than 3 million people cast spoilt or blank votes which is a huge surprise and I think uh, uh, Macron has realized that uh okay there is uh, the point that much of france was on holiday on the day of the vote but the low turnout is actually reflecting on the apathy of voters who've complained that neither ca- candidate represented them and that's been the problem there was nobody that actually represented a huge chunk of voters voters said that they were casting blank ballots because they wanted to punish uh, the president the, that was the sitting president macron and i think in his speech macron uh, said that his government would have to answer that choice to refuse to choose and uh, 
uh, again, uh, Jean-Luc also uh, said that he was scathing about both the uh, candidates, I mean, the, the far left leader. He said that while it was good news that France had, you know, refused to place its trust in uh, Marine Le Pen, he said that uh, about Macron, he said that he's been elected with a worse uh, result than any other president. And in quotes, he said, uh, and I quote, uh, he floats in an ocean of abstention and blank and spoiled ballots. So Macron's challenge now will be to reach the absenters, the abstainers, sorry, the abstainers, the youth, and those who voted for Le Pen, because he does, does need to soften his approach, his uh, charge of against him of arrogance and being an elite president, he has to really work hard at doing away with that tag. What is clear from the final vote of the presidential elections is that the far right have obtained a voice which has never before seen in France and that the country's political landscape, which has traditionally worked for a two-party system, has radically changed. The parliamentary elections are set for mid-June and for more updates on this story, head over to the Quince website. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts. 